Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Hi, Krista. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah. Well, as you guys know by now, I'm Krista, and I am a WordPress developer for designers. I started my little business, oh, back in September of 2015, if I'm remembering correctly. So um, definitely over like the new stage, but still like a lot of growth and learning experiences every single day. So that's a lot of fun. I'm from Wisconsin, which is freezing cold right now. We just 32 degrees out today. And this is like the first below freezing day. So it's going to take some getting used to, but you know, it's fun and joy of living in Wisconsin and Hey, that's what we ask for and sign up for living here. But I got started in my business because I was doing software and web development for a corporate job. I was a heating, ventilation, and air conditioning company. So like definitely not something I was super excited about, but I (laughs) loved doing the development work. So there I was. And over time, like what seems to happen in the corporate world, I just kind of started getting less and less happy with it. Little things, you know, started bothering me more and more. I was the only female on a team of 15 to 17 people, and I was the youngest, so I definitely stood out a lot. And there were a lot of like super uncomfortable situations, which just kind of started building on top of each other. But luckily, during this time, I had kind of started discovering the online world, and I started a little craft blog, and that lasted for maybe two months. Then I went on to writing a blog about being a woman in the tech field, and that's when, like, courses, I feel like, started exploding. So I tried to make a course on that, and of course it flopped. No one was interested whatsoever. (laughs) And I don't know, during that time, I started seeing lots of designers pop up and people doing development. I was like, oh well, I can take what I do at work and kind of carry that into my own business. So my third blog, which is luckily the one I'm currently running, I started doing design and development. I ditched the design real early on when I found out that I'm awful at design and it's not as easy as all of you guys make it look. Um, But yeah, that's how I got where I am, ditched the design. Now I do just development and it's a lot of fun. Um, Since then, I've started a second business, a theme shop that I run with my friend Corey as well as a podcast, and I've launched kind of another product that's kind of an offshoot of my business with another developer. So things are definitely busy, but it's interesting and so much fun, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think it's so funny that so many of us started off thinking we could like have the DIY craft blog yep. <laughs> and sell things on Etsy. And yep. I tried that and I think I lasted like two weeks and I was like, I don't want to share my projects with everyone. <laughs> exactly. The first blog post I wrote, um, my husband had bought me a whole bunch of crochet supplies for Christmas. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a tutorial on crocheting a, a dishcloth. It was supposed to be a square, as dishcloths usually are. Mine was a perfect triangle. So that's how that went. <laughs> so didn't last too long. Yeah. And I love that you kind of found your niche, niche, niche. I don't know Whatever how people call it. Yeah. <laughs> In doing the development and didn't feel like you had to stay with design because I think a lot of us like offer things that we think we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. 
but that aren't what we're actually good at. Yeah, I felt like, you know, having the design along with it was going to be like safer and the only way I could make it work. But, you know, when I quickly found that one, I didn't like it and two, I was off that. I was like, well, I don't really have a choice except to try to make this whole development thing work. So I started doing like mostly what I did was fixes and kind of tweaks for, you know, the standard online business owner out there. I basically marketed myself to all business owners with Mm -hmm. the website and it worked enough to get me going. So yeah, it was good reassurance for me to know, okay, I don't have to do design just because I think that's what, you know, other people are successful and I can make my own path, even if it might take a little bit longer. I'm not sure if it did or not, but it worked out. Yeah. And you mentioned that you have your business and a podcast and all kinds of other projects and things going on which is kind of what we're talking about today is managing all of those things without getting totally overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you have for somebody who's running a business and then trying to pursue other projects without working all of the time? I love this question. And I think the way you've worded it is so important. We have our businesses. We need to continue running those. But there are other things that are going to pop up. That's just like what we do as creative entrepreneurs. We always Mm -hmm. have other ideas and you can either do it and work 24-7 and nights and weekends, or you can kind of learn, I guess I kind of learn the hard way, but you can learn different things that help you scale back and work more like a regular person. And there are definitely a couple of things that I've learned over time that help a lot. First is as simple as knowing what you're capable of. And this one took me a really (laughs) long time and I can still be awful at it if I am not being careful. But like that includes like being realistic about how long things will take. So each task, when you break it down, like, okay, I can do this in 10 minutes. Okay, can you really though? And like, is it going to go perfectly? (laughs) That's where I get hung up the most. Like, oh, I can do all of these things in one afternoon. It's like, no, you can't. And then something else that goes along with that is allowing time for unexpected things to pop up. And I know Mm -hmm. those are difficult, but just getting really real with yourself about how much you can actually do as a human being is a really big part of doing this successfully without working constantly. Something else that has helped me a lot is narrowing down and focusing on one thing at a time. So like if you're really working on growing your main business, that's going to be a really awful time to start something new or try a side project or whatever. So when you know, you know, I have this great idea for a project, I want to start something new, you want to be able to let the other stuff you have going on kind of run on autopilot. So you can put more focus on this thing you're trying to start and grow and everything else just kind of sits back and runs where it's at. And I learned that really quickly when we launched Coded Creative, that like if we were doing a theme launch or, you know, just working on marketing and building up the theme shop, my own business kind of had to be scaled back a little bit so that I wasn't working all the time. So it was really important for me to realize that, but that has let me start all these other things that I've been doing. I can kind of shift back and forth between them all. That's really helpful. Yeah. Something else I do, I think we're going to talk about this later, so I won't get into it too much, but having a set schedule for my days and weeks has been amazing. Like knowing what types of tasks I'm going to work on each day helps me not get overwhelmed with jumping between a whole bunch of projects because that can be really confusing. Like, okay, now I'm going to do client work. Now I'm going to do something for Coded Creative. Oh, got to go record a podcast episode. Like I was doing that for a while and my brain was like exploding. So 
Those kinds of things really helped a lot, as well as having like a specialized team. If you're at a point in your business where you can grow a team, that also like takes a huge load off. So I feel like there's a lot of things I just spit out that helps with it, but it's really just a balancing act and you have to kind of know yourself and how you work first before you can make all these extra things work. Yeah, I found that a lot of those are true in my own business and I don't have lots of side projects going on Mm -hmm. all the time, but like the thing about just knowing how long things are going to take you and then building in some buffer because we all get distracted by an email that comes in every once in a while or like somebody comes to the door to deliver a package when you're working from home and like (laughs) things do not work out the way that you expect them to. And so Mm -hmm. when we think that everything's going to go like clockwork and then it doesn't, you get to the end of the day and you didn't do everything you wanted to and you feel like, oh, that was a waste or I'm a failure. Yeah. But if you had just planned it out better, you know, you would have accomplished a lot and felt really good about it. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting what you said. Like this does apply whether you have one business and nothing else or a whole bunch more stuff, because I feel like we just kind of fill our plates no matter what we have going on, whether we have 10 things or one thing. So yeah, you definitely have to be able to plan no matter what, even if you just have the one business. And I say just as if one bu- running one <laughs> business is easy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And as creatives, we have so many ideas that we get excited about and we want mm-hmm. to pursue like right away. Yeah. And I think we have to take some time to figure out if there's merit in it if we have time to pursue Mm -hmm. it my husband calls it a parking lot he has like a piece of paper he'll put up with his students like when they have questions or other ideas and he says okay we're not going to talk about that now it's going to go in the parking lot and we'll come back to it when we have time I like that I am awful at that like seriously (laughs) coded creative I messaged Corey one day asking if she wanted to start a theme shop with me. She said yes. And literally that night we had a website, a domain, a logo. I was starting the first theme. Like, that's just how I work. So I <laughs> like the parking lot idea. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we definitely want to jump into things, but mm-hmm. other times not always the best yeah. way to do it because I know that I will jump in on an idea and I will be super excited about it and I'll do all the work and then I will get like a couple of weeks in and realize that isn't actually going to support my business and it's just going to overwhelm me. Yep, exactly. I have definitely done that a time or two as well. (laughs) Okay, so what systems have you tried in your business and what has worked best for you to get it all done? Yeah, I have systems for absolutely everything. Like when I do something once, I make a template for that thing. Depending on what kind of system it is kind of helps me decide where to put it. But one that I just used recently that absolutely saves my life every single time is the system I made for running challenges. Um, I run like five day challenges in my Facebook group. It's great for getting like a lot of new interests, getting engagement up. And at the end, I usually pitch something. And if I tried to do that from scratch every time, like I just can't even imagine, like there's so much that goes into it, like planning the challenge topic, then figuring out what you're going to talk about each day and what kind of like prizes and bonuses you're going to give, daily emails, promotions, setting up the special offer, follow up, like there's Mm -hmm. so much stuff to think about. It would be a disaster if I tried to do it from memory every time. But just last week, I wrapped up a challenge that I had thought of and executed in two weeks thanks to having this system. So for that one specifically, I have a board in Trello where I keep all of my systems. 
And then when I go to do something, I'll just copy that list. So this one, I copied my challenge list into a board I was working on at that time, set all the due dates and boom, I didn't have to worry about forgetting anything. It's just so nice and easy. So I really, really love having that kind of stuff in Trello. I also have all of my systems outlined in what I call my business playbook that I have hosted on Google Sites. This was an idea that uh, my coach, Raina, gave me. But I love having it on Google Sites because my whole team can access it. So we have systems for like making graphics and blog posts, what to do if, you know, I'm gone and someone, you know, what to do with my clients, like emergency type stuff. There's absolutely everything in there. And my whole team has access to that and can edit it and stuff like that. So that is really helpful as well. But I kind of am terrified to think of what it would be like if I didn't have those things. I know for me, like I keep all of my stuff in Asana instead of Trello, Mm -hmm. but I just went through and updated my entire process for designing for clients. Yes. I use Asana for a lot of client stuff too, actually. Like all of my client projects are in Asana because it's so easy to like collaborate in Asana as compared to Trello. So I love that too. Yeah. And I think just having a process that's written down that you've got all the steps You can go back to it and tweak it when you need to, but you're not starting from scratch every time. Yeah, it is seriously a game changer because I I didn't always do it that way. Like actually, we're working on launching our 11th theme for the theme shop. I just now created a system for (laughs) making and launching the themes. Like it took me 11 times to do it. (laughs) In there, a lot of things were forgotten. So it's about time. It really does make it so much easier. Yeah. So how do you break down all of your tasks and how can the people listening sort of figure out what they need to do and separate things out so they can get everything done without, you know, dropping the ball on something Mm -hmm. or feeling like they have to work all hours? Yeah, I love this. I used to just have like a running list of stuff I needed to do in Trello. And like once a week, I'd go in and kind of throw it into lists for what I was going to do each day kind of based on what I thought was most important or what I thought I could get done. And I found that to me, I was organized, you know, I knew what I was going to work on each day and all that stuff. But I found that I was constantly like over scheduling. And I was also doing it this way, letting other people's priorities kind of overrule my own since Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a structure. So if I got an email from a client or whoever, someone wanting something, I would basically just drop everything and do it because you know, there wasn't something keeping me from it. Why not? Why would I not make these people happy? But I realized that I was feeling so overwhelmed and tired at the end of each day. Like I would get to the end of the day and I just didn't want to do anything like cooking, cleaning. I just wanted to sit on the couch and like hardly even watch TV. It was a really awful feeling. Um, I was also working nights and weekends and all that stuff. So I knew I needed to try something different. And What I ended up with that has worked really, really well for me, I've probably been doing this for four or five months now, has been making a theme for my days with at most two themes per day. And this has been amazing with helping me getting like focused when I'm working on something and really making progress instead of bouncing around between random clients and, you know, different businesses and the podcast and things like that. I guess to give you a quick example, on Mondays, I do client work all day. Tuesdays, I do client work in the morning and work on stuff for my own business in the afternoon. Wednesdays, I do client work in the morning and we do podcast stuff in the afternoon. Thursdays, I write content in the morning. 
and do my own business stuff in the afternoon. And then Fridays, I do client work in the morning and have the afternoon kind of open, either to hypothetically take it off, that never happens, or just kind of work on whatever I want. When I first started doing this, I kind of thought I was going to hate the structure. Like, I run my own business. I don't want to structure myself like this. But I seriously, I absolutely love it. Like, client work is the one thing that will stress me out the most if I feel like I'm behind on it. So that's why I just scheduled all day Monday. All I do is client work. And that usually lets me get ahead for the week. So it frees up time on those other days, which is really nice. I was also, I think this is something a lot of us struggle with. I was really bad at making time for my own business. I just kind of let other people slip in and take over that time, whether it was client work or collaboration or something like that. So right now, having about eight hours a week dedicated to that has been huge. I can work on marketing or making products or launching. Today, I was working on uh, a new quiz opt-in. Like, I wouldn't have time for those things otherwise. And... uh, Content is another one that's really huge for me since I have my own blog. I have the Coded Creative blog and the Get Back to Design podcast, which we make show notes, which are basically blog posts for. It was really overwhelming for me to do that. So having a morning where I just knock out posts and newsletters is really, really helpful. So seriously, if it wasn't for me kind of time blocking, I guess, like that, I think I would still be crazy overwhelmed But this is just so helpful because I think you can judge better what you can get done when you're grouping it together like that. Like when you're in the mindset of, okay, what can I get done for my own business? At least I find myself being much more accurate with how much I can get done in one afternoon when I'm doing it that way. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, five website updates to get legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. So I'd love to know what happens like if you are working on client work on a day and you don't have a full day of client work, do you switch over to a different task or do you try to take that time off if there's anything left over? It kind of depends on my mood, really. Like a couple weeks ago, I was getting done with work at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon every day just because I was getting done with stuff early. I felt like taking a break, whatever. Since then, I've kind of felt more motivated and like I just want to get things done. I have a lot of big stuff coming up and I'm prepping for maternity leave and stuff. So now I've been jumping over to other tasks and I just kind of fill up that time until I feel like I want to be done for the day. So I'll just kind of, if I do have extra time work on, if there's something that's kind of pressuring me or something I'm excited about, I'll kind of grab one of those things and pull it in. Mm-hmm. I think it would be nice to look at your day and say, okay, if I get everything done, I have the option of taking a break instead of feeling like you have to work just because there's stuff that has, you know, is on your to-do list. Yeah. And I I definitely would have done that in the past. Felt like, oh my gosh, it's not 4.30, 5 o'clock yet. I can't stop right now. Like, (laughs) that'd be awful. But it is really nice to have that freedom and like recognize that you have that freedom and not put the extra pressure on yourself, like you were saying. Yeah. Do you think that working this way has been a benefit to your clients and helped you serve them better? I think it has helped me get a lot more accurate with like timelines I give them. 
So I think that's been helpful. I can also Mm -hmm. be more accurate if I get like a small project that I'm just going to kind of squeeze in. I can be more accurate with my saying, okay, I can get to this next Wednesday or whatever. I I think for the most part, my bigger clients for bigger projects probably haven't noticed much. But for people who are just kind of jumping in, I definitely think it has benefited them because I'm just able to be more accurate and give them better information up front. Yeah, I think that's really cool because you can kind of give them an expectation and it helps you with Mm -hmm. your own schedule. I know I've been trying to plan out like how long my design process is going to take and without knowing like when I'm going to work on stuff, it's hard to say, okay, this is going to take three weeks because I don't know how much time I have to dedicate to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. If you can't like count out the hours every week that you might work on client work, you know, down to being off maybe by a few, that is definitely difficult. (laughs) I didn't think of it that way. So did you have to transition your clients to working this way and just expecting emails at certain times? Or do you think that, you know, it's just worked out well and they haven't really noticed? I don't think that they have noticed at all. Like the work is still getting done. If anything, they might notice that I schedule the front of my week a little heavier or that I suddenly get a whole bunch of tasks done on Monday and then it's a little quieter for the rest of the week. No one's ever said anything, but I would imagine they might notice that here or there. But I don't think they've probably noticed much difference. Something else um, that I do differently, you mentioned like responses and stuff, is my inbox. I'm only in there at lunch sometimes and then at the end of the day. So I do only answer emails a couple times a day. Some of them might have noticed that change because I used to just have my email open all the time. But no one's ever said anything. So hopefully they just didn't notice, I guess. (laughs) I've heard that from other people that like when they switch over that email checking to just a couple times Mm -hmm. a day, people really don't notice. They have learned, I think, that they're not going to get a response right away. And so they're not worried about somebody getting back to you in two minutes. Yeah, exactly. And that stressed me out a lot at first. But it's like, really, if someone can't wait for four hours, like, (laughs) they're fine, you know? So that was a little mindset shift for me, too. Yeah. So what would be your biggest tip for running multiple businesses or having a business with a bunch of side projects without getting overwhelmed? Yeah, I would say this goes back to what I mentioned earlier about focusing on growing one thing at a time. So I have my own business. I have the theme shop, the podcast, and then like another product that I kind of launched separately. And it would be absolutely impossible for me to try to grow all of these things at once without just working all of the time. So instead, I kind of look at it as different seasons. So when I really want to focus on growing my own business, those other things are just kind of running in the background and I'm not doing anything extra, you know, besides making sure content is going out and emails are being answered, stuff like that. For example, right now we're getting ready to launch a theme for Coded Creative. So I knew that I shouldn't plan anything big for my business right now. Now I did go in and randomly plan a challenge that I shouldn't have done. I know that now. I knew it then, but I just couldn't help it. (laughs) From what we were talking about earlier, I got excited. But it's just helpful to kind of pay attention to what's going on in each different business or project and scheduling other ones accordingly. And having my days broken out like they are really helps too. Tuesday and Thursday afternoons where I call them kind of my business time. That's basically whatever thing I'm trying to grow then. So it's not always my personal business. Sometimes it is coded creative stuff or whatever it is, but that is the time that's dedicated to whatever I'm focusing on right then instead of trying to focus and grow 
all of those things at one time, which would be really, really overwhelming. Yeah. When did you feel like you were at a place in your personal business that you could start trying these other projects? Yeah. So Coded Creative, I probably could have thought through a little bit more. That was totally (laughs) on a whim. But with the other ones, we had definitely like worked out. Like I felt like my business was kind of just running, you know, I had to publish content. I was outsourcing, you know, a lot of things. Client work was just kind of there. And Coded Creative too, we'd had our themes up and running. We'd had a couple months until we were planning our next launch. So when the podcast idea came up, it was a really good time for that because I wasn't having to focus on those other things. I felt like I had the freedom to kind of take a step back from those and start something new. So I guess I would say if you're really comfortable with what you currently have going and you know that if you cut back for quite a few hours every week and things would be okay, that that would be a good time to at least try starting up something else. You can always back out if it doesn't work, but recognizing that you're able to balance this without a ton of extra work and mental energy and all that kind of stuff is really important. Yeah. And I love that you said for Coded Creative that you guys had just launched a a couple of themes and that you weren't going to be doing another one for a few months. So you're not trying to put out everything as soon as it's done. You know, you're allowing yourself time and you're allowing time for the people who are in your audience to sort of get used to your cycle. I think we think that we have to put everything out right away. And our audience really is not looking for that. They just want our good stuff. They want us to be consistent, but it's not like something new has to come out every month or every week. Yep, exactly. Yeah, for Coded Creative, we've cut down to once every three months about. And people are totally cool with that. You know, we have what we have in the shop is good. You know, they love that stuff and no one's going to die if they don't get a new theme (laughs) for three months, you know? And I mean, the same goes for blog posts, newsletters, whatever it is. Yeah. That should be the theme of all our businesses. No one's going to die if it doesn't get done today. (laughs) Yeah. If someone's going to die, not going to die, just chill out. Did you have anything else you wanted to share or thoughts that you think would be helpful for the people listening? Um, I can't think of anything. I would just say to spend time experimenting with what kind of system works best for you. Like the time blocking I said works really, really well for me. That might drive a lot of people crazy. So I think everyone just kind of has to decide what kind of systems and their schedules work best for them. Um, But I think the key is probably what I said about kind of focusing at one thing at a time like we were just talking about. That's good. And I think we all kind of do that differently. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you said that it's important to just focus. And I think we know that that's a good thing. Because when we're in that zone of genius, like things go really well. But we never get there if we're always changing tasks. Yep. Jumping back and forth between all these crazy little things on your to-do list all day long. Not good. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to ask some questions that we ask to everybody. And the first one is, why is serving your clients well so important? And how has it benefited your business? Oh, gosh. If it weren't for serving my clients and customers well, like, I just wouldn't even have a business. Like, for my main business where I'm doing development for designers, that completely depends on me getting designers coming back to me for repeat projects and for referrals. Because when a designer is looking for 
a developer to partner with, they're asking each other because it's kind of a scary step. We've all heard like horror stories about awful developers. So they talk about it. And if I wasn't doing a good job, if my clients didn't feel taken care of, I would not have any new people coming through the door. So it is so important that everyone feels like I'm taking care of them and has a good time when we're working together. And kind of the same goes for the theme shop, Coded Creative. No one wants to buy a theme from a theme shop if they hear awful stuff about it. They want to know that if they have a support question that they're going to be taken care of. They want to know that the theme isn't going to be like clunky and awful when they get it installed on their website. So if our customers weren't saying good things about the themes we were giving them, we would just have a bunch of gorgeous themes up on the website doing nothing. So I really do think that it's it's seriously the difference between having a business and not if you're able to take care of your people. Yeah. And you mentioned it, you know, in your service-based business, but it's also really important for products that you're mm-hmm. selling to get the reviews and to get, oh, you know, sure. people who really value the customer service that you're offering. That is, I think, one of the biggest things that we refer other people based on, especially yep. for products like that is, you know, they got back to me really quickly or their response to my question was super on point and they were willing to go above and beyond. Like it's more about that than it is about, well, the design is really pretty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you were saying that, I was thinking of like in Facebook groups, we always see people asking about which hosting company is the best. Mm -hmm. And I always recommend SiteGround. And the thing I always say is their customer service is amazing. Like that stands out even, you know, that was just a little example, but it doesn't matter what, if you're selling any kind of product, people want to know that they're going to be taken care of. Yeah. And people talk about the things that they really like and the things that they don't. Yes. (laughs) You definitely don't want to be in that don't camp, but yeah, people aren't even going to hear about you if they don't love it. Yeah. Okay, so tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Okay, so life, I said it was cold earlier. I'm kind of loving the two little snowfalls we've had so far this year. Like, I wish it could be like 65 or 70 degrees and snowing, but that doesn't happen, (laughs) unfortunately. So I'm just enjoying the first little snowfalls before it starts getting wild. And something in business I actually found last week and was so excited about. I had to like post on Instagram stories and show my husband, even though he had no idea what I was talking about. It's this app called Unito or Unito. It's like I-N-I-T-O dot I-O and it syncs between a whole bunch of things, like a different, whole bunch of different apps. And I have something really, really big I'm planning on launching next April and I had it all planned out in Asana. So I had like 150 tasks in an Asana project. And then all of a sudden I realized I wanted it in Trello too. And I was like, well, this is going to take forever. So I literally sat down expecting to spend like two hours transferring everything over in this app. I just connected them and it transferred everything over and like syncs them back and forth. So if I change something in Trello, it changes it in Asana too. And it's amazing. So I'm definitely totally in love with that. That does sound amazing. I will add that to the show notes and I'm going to check it out because... Yes, I, it is good stuff. I have just spent a lot of my days like copying things from one place to the other. Yeah. And it's such a waste of time, but there's mm-hmm. never been a good way to do it other than just, you know, like sitting down and doing the work. I know. And like my brain was telling me too, like you don't need it in Asana and Trello. <laughs> you just need one. But I was like, I know, but I really want it. So it was, <laughs> it was nice to be able to do it without extra work. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? 
Yeah. Okay. Two things. One, I'm going to be a mama. So that's basically on my mind 24 seven. It's definitely going to challenge everything I said today about not being overwhelmed, (laughs) you know, with multiple businesses. So we'll see if that still holds next year. Um, And I've also got something big coming in April. I'm not spilling the beans on it quite yet, but it's a really big project that if you would have asked me even three months ago, if I would ever do something like this, I'd have been like, oh gosh, no, I'm not good enough for that. You know, I'm not a big enough deal to do something like that. And I'm doing it. So I'm really, really excited for that. And to be able to start giving more sneak peeks instead of just having to talk like it's a big secret, because that's no fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting. And I'm glad that you are stepping into like being an expert and knowing that you're good enough, because I think we all struggle with that, but we've all got something really valuable that we can share. Yeah, at some point, you just kind of have to like, get over it and be like, all right, you know, if I'm not a big enough deal, whatever, I'm gonna do it anyways. And you, you just kind of stop caring, I think. Yeah. Okay, so where can people find you online if they want to connect? I know you've got a ton of stuff going on. I do. I'll keep it short. So all of the design related stuff, like my stuff for designers, like my development, my main website, the podcast can be found over at Christaray.co. Link to everything from there. I'm most active on Instagram over at HeyKristaRay. And then Corey and I also have our theme shop, which is like WordPress themes aimed at creative entrepreneurs. So we focus a lot on trying to make them really beautiful, but still strategic and functional and, you know, not just sitting there doing nothing. And that is Coded Creative over at CodedCreative.co. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast talking about this and hopefully everyone will find it helpful. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 